Welcome to Cellmates. I didn't know we were recording, so that's a surprise. Welcome. I'm, I'm happy. I'm pleased to be here. Welcome. Good. I'm glad you're pleased to be here, Kate Phillips. Uh, thanks, Dick Ward. You're welcome, Kate Phillips. Uh, how, how's it going? It's pretty good. If we're... Uh, Smack dab in the middle of our 30 days of plus and also recording a normal episode. We'll see how this works. So, <laughs> Dick, remind me and yeah. anyone else who's been listening to this 30-day uh, expedition what Cellmates podcast is. So what it, what it normally is, is uh, we take two movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're... They're animated. Disney. Well, they're, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're animated. always animated. Two animated movies. <laughs> they're usually Disney. Not always. They're usually musicals. Not always. They're usually good. Not always. Uh, and and we uh, compare and contrast and generally throw like a Venn diagram over them. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. That's <laughs> that is usually what we do. I appreciate it's super the reminder. True. Apologies to anyone who's just listening to this as like a normal episode. No. Um, yeah, again, we're doing 30 Disney Plus titles in 30 days, which means we've done a lot of recording and a lot of recording in a different format. Mm-hmm. And we're just a little loopy in life right now. But so we're, you know what? We're uh, doing our best, though. We are doing our best. Mm-hmm. Like no one ever Oh, does. Like no one ever. Yeah, it doesn't really work. <laughs> okay, cool. So, Kate, uh, what are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking... Gingered ale. Gingered ale. Mm-hmm. So what is it about gingered ale? I don't know. It <laughs> or, seems like a party if I'm like eight years old yeah. and I'm like, well, I'm done with milk and water. It's a Friday night. Let's party. Ginger ale. Ginger ale. Yeah, it's beer for kids. Also, it's like pretty early in the day. Yeah. And we're recording. That's true. You might even call this a Saturday morning. I mean, you'd be wrong because oh it's God. a Saturday afternoon. No, but that's great. But it's pretty much it's yeah Saturday morning drink. But it, it reminds it's. It, I feel like I'm watching USA Cartoon Express mm. and the the train has come to the end and now Soul Train is on and I'm like, well, now I got to talk about those cartoons I just. Hey. Watched. So this does feel like a Saturday. With that in mind, our also two- we're recording on Saturday. We are. Yeah. I know this is a Monday for anyone listening, so that didn't make sense, but we are recording on a Saturday. We sure are. Boom. Method. Um, The two films that we are talking about today Mm -hmm. both have some Saturday morning cartoon connections, Mm -hmm. and even before that, they have connections as well. So our first movie is The Transformers, The Movie. The greatest rock and roll adventure of all time. Is that the subheading? That's a tagline, Great. And Pokemon, the first movie. That's correct. Mewtwo Strikes Back. Yes. There are many titles for this one. Um, We've got to give a huge shout out to um, listener and um, internet friend of the show, Spencer. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dick, can you give us a little background on what uh, Spencer reached out to us? Yeah, Spencer. uh, First off, uh, thanks again, Spencer, for reaching out. Spencer said, uh, "I'm just gonna. Uh, yeah. can I, I'm just gonna read yeah, from the message. I, I worded it poorly." Yeah. He said, uh, "I have a significant fondness for the 1986 Transformers movie, appropriately called the Transformers the movie. I recognize that it's totally Saturday matinee fare, but there's really no movie that looks or sounds like it. 
and it hits a lot of my buttons because of that as a Transformers fan. Uh, Spencer gave us a couple of different suggestions and then said like, hey, uh, here's some stuff I think would pair well, but if you want to come up with something else, that's great too. Uh, so we uh, decided we wanted to do... Well, initially, I thought it might be fun to do Transformers G.I. Joe. Yeah. But... So that would have been... I mean, so both were toys and mm -hmm. then a series and then a movie. Is that how G.I. Joe works too? Yeah. G.I. Joe was toys... Like, I think G.I. Joe toys were from like the 50s right. or something. Yes. They were like old toys. But they were a show and then a movie? Or just yeah. a movie? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, those would have gone well. And actually, we discovered in our research that G.I. Joes and Transformers are more related than we thought they were. Yeah. Um, but then we thought, like, they're... They're kind of the same totally era. Pretty similar. They're pr pretty similar animation. Like a lot of laser gun fighting. Um, so, so we decided we want to do something that's basically the same as Transformers uh, history-wise, mm -hmm. like creation-wise, um, but like the newer version of that. Right. So we've got Pokemon, colon, the first movie. Which started as a video game, mm -hmm. and then a TV show, and then this first movie. And... By first movie, we mean like two shorts and a movie. It's unclear. One of which was combined into how the movie. this was released. So let's. Okay, so. <laughs> Should we talk about Pokemon first since we're trying to figure out the order of things? We kind of talk about one movie at a time and then put them together. That actually, that's true. That's Great. how we normally do it. So. Dick, what is. I think answering this question will involve what is your experience with this movie before podcasting well I, I will start by saying that i bought a game boy in 1996 or seven uh for pokemon oh for pokemon uh, yeah because i saw this game and i was like yo i need this i don't remember when the american release was i think japanese release was 96 it might have been even later it might have been like 98 mm -hmm. uh like way after game boys were a thing it kind right? of brought back Game Boys, right? It brought right? the Game Boy back, yeah. yeah. So I got a Game Boy. I got Pokemon Red. Yeah. Uh, I raised a, a pretty sweet Charizard. Uh, and I was a big fan of the cartoon show, recognizing that I was far too old for it. Because uh, at the time, I was like, you know, 17, 16, uh -huh. 17. And uh, I was in high school at the time, like you are when you're 16 or 17. And Sometimes, I yeah. took the day off. I think I just skipped. It was like a pep rally day or something. <laughs> I don't know. So I skipped school to see the Pokemon, the first movie, mm -hmm. uh, in theaters at like noon. And I expected, uh, my friend and I expected we'd be the only ones there. But there were a lot of children. Uh, so that was neat. So I, awesome. saw this, I saw this movie in theaters. And so... In in a short moment, I'll be asking you what you actually saw in the theater because there's a yes. couple different, like you said, sections of mm -hmm. this that are considered the movie or not the movie. Right. Um, so same, my fin my first introduction was the video game. My brother had the red version, which I, I guess is the correct version. I don't really know. No shade to the blue version. I just don't blue really one. know what the difference would have been. Well, right? they've got different Pokemon in them. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. But the three, the main three are the, like the three starter ones are the same in both. Uh, we uh, Bulbasaur was our um, seed, mm -hmm. um, and my brother. So yeah, if this is 
98, 99. I'm eight. My brother is four. He, it was his Game Boy. It was his Pokemon game, but he's like. <coughs> Gazundite. Thank you. Holy uh, cow. He sneezed all over he, the Pokemon. All over the Pokemon. Um, so he's like four, five, six. He's really interested, but as you are when you're that young, he's really bad at video games. So my experience with Pokemon is long car trips, being handed a Game Boy, and being told, hey, can you beat this this trainer for me? And then I would like hand it back to him after I beat the trainer, and then he would play for like five more minutes. He's like, hey, can you, can you help me with this? Um, so I kind of beat Pokemon Red. Um, very proud, but I couldn't tell you much about it beyond that. Like, I didn't really engage with it much outside of playing it in the car with yeah. my brother. Um, I definitely came in contact with the show. Um, he would watch it. I remember it was on the WB kids programming. I kind of thought the show was like, all right. I liked the Pokemon more than the humans. The humans were pretty boring. Um, and I did not see any of the movies. Mm. Um but I like the theme song a lot. Have you seen any other Pokemon movie before this Pokemon movie? I sure have, Dick Ward. Which one have you seen? Detective Pikachu. <laughs> the the plush animal that's in my lap right now, that's Detective right. Pikachu. Um, yeah, for some reason, I just really needed to see that movie yeah. from the first trailer. I'm like, this looks adorable. I, he's got a little hat. It looks like a fun, like, not even send up, but like a fun modern treatment of Pokemon mm-hmm. that does engage with them as their like original story dictates but also doesn't make it seem cheesy like it seems like the jokes were going to be funny and And they were using things in creative ways it does a great job of not being like a gritty adult version of pokemon it's like it's just a slightly realer version of pokemon yeah it's a good story i like and i liked the movie i like it wasn't astounding but i really enjoyed seeing the movie I could um, watch depressed Pikachu sing the Pokemon theme song, and also the gotta catch him. Your your uh, ex- your your first exposure to it, I think, was uh, after the trailer was the <sighs> Pikachu dance. Pikachu does aerobics, yeah. um, which I think we think uh, is test footage for who is, who, the Pikachu is that animation. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, he's the voice. He uh, he tweeted out. Oh yeah, like leaked. Full version of the Pikachu, the Detective, Detective Pikachu, Pikachu movie, and then you it's, you click it, and it's two hours of Pikachu dancing to it's like aerobic a, music. It's like a twelve second loop um, of just Pikachu dancing to, and it's it's the best thing I've ever seen. And it was on in our house for like a half hour one morning. Yeah, and then yeah. I learned it on like yeah, a prep at home, school. I came, came home, home that day with it, and I could do the whole routine. Yeah. on loop. Um, very exciting times. Um, so yeah, like I have an affection for Pikachu, but it's been more recent that like, I really love Pikachu. Um, yeah. yeah, So that's. So Kate. uh, Yeah. Oh, wait. You're actually going to summarize it. I'm actually going to summarize this. And yeah. So I'm going to put a cookie timer on. And and I will, just in case anyone is confused, uh, for our purposes, we did not watch Pikachu's Summer Vacation. No. Which uh, came out with this movie, and I think came out, or I think I saw it in the theaters. So I, yeah, the theatrical release seems like maybe a two-hour thing. Yeah, and the uh, it seems like there was a Mewtwo short that was just kind of smushed in with the beginning of this movie. Uh, so 
we saw a... It's called The Origin of Mewtwo. Yeah. Yeah, it's so 10 we, minutes. So it starts with The Origin of Mewtwo and then goes from there. Right. But right. the theatrical release had a 20-minute Pikachu, kind of like I f- Olaf's frozen adventure in I front of Coco. I think so. But I also think I might have like bought a VHS tape at a Comic-Con with it. That's probably true. But at least my research has said that the whole movie is technically this 20-minute Pikachu-sification, the 10-minute yeah. prologue. And then the 75-minute movie. For this podcast, we watched, it seems like, the prologue and the movie together. Because it was like an hour and a half. Cool. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Kate, go ahead and put on a cookie timer. I sure will. And uh, I'm going to do my best to summarize the Pokemon, the movie. Catch them uh, all. <laughs> po- Pokemon, the first movie. Yes. Uh, uh, within a two-minute time frame. Go. Okay, so uh, there is this uh, Pokemon named Mewtwo. He's been created in a lab from the like DNA of a super rare ancient Pokemon named Mew, who is cute. Uh, he does not like this, and he's like, screw you humans, I'm going to blast you away. And then like the same basic thing happens again, where he learns not to trust humans. Anyway, so we've got uh, boom, cut, Pokemon, the first movie narration just like in the show it's weirdly out of place and then we've got ash uh who's like hungry and brock who likes girls and misty who's a girl but brock doesn't like because i don't know she's like i'm confused at their ages i thought they were older than they they actually are uh anyway uh they they want to be the best uh they get invited to a uh, like tournament to fight the greatest Pokemon master in the world. Team Rocket's there, and they're like, "We want to go to this too." And Ash and Brock and Misty all go through like a super crazy storm to fight this greatest Pokemon master in the whole wide world. It ends up it's Mewtwo, and what? he's got clone Pokemon. And so Ash and Misty and Brock and all these other trainers that came along, and even Team Rocket's. Uh, have to fight Mewtwo and his mutant clone Pokemon. Uh, and Pikachu fights a Pikachu, and Ivysaur fights an Ivysaur, and Meowth fights a Meowth. And Meowth really kind of solves the whole thing. Uh, but anyway, at the end, it uh, turns out everything's fine. Fighting is bad. Fighting is bad. <laughs> Fighting animals is bad. Except for all of the other times when we fight animals. Pokemon aren't meant to fight for some reason. And cookies are done. Cookies are done. And what what happens to Mewtwo? Does he get blown up or he just he decides fly, to he flies away. be nice? He flies away to like a special island where he and his clones can live. Mm-hmm. And he wipes everyone's memory. Mm, right. So then they keep... So I am It's lucky, kind of a dark ending then. I am lucky that I remembered all of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, you're because Mewtwo wiped my memory. Could have been too. wiped too. That's true. Yeah, it's an int- It's kind of like when you think about it, a really dark ending. Yeah. That they like learn the secret of the world is like all of the the entire premise of this franchise is, is morally is terrible, reprehensible. and then they just forget and keep on doing it. Yeah, it's just like nihilistic. Uh- <laughs> but it's also it's also really strange because like they're like Pokemon shouldn't fight each other, but like. I never get the feeling that Ash is going to free his Pokemon so that they can go live in the wild. 
it's similar to this spirit and uh, a toothless thing of like, a, you know, pets are a weird concept. Pets are a weird concept. Yeah. It's, and, a... it's like pets are a weird concept if they're sentient, which Pokemon are. Pokemon are. And then you're fighting them. Yeah. So that's like dog fighting is the like dog fighting and cock fighting would yeah. be the analogs in the real world. Well, it, and that's pretty frowned in upon. Ja- in Japan, it's beetle fighting. Right. Is right. where this is where Pokemon kind of came. I from. like for real. That's yeah. how Pokemon was inspired. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's the Pokemon movie. I was not expecting to enjoy this movie. I loved it. Like, yeah. I will. It, it is not that good of a movie. I loved it. Yeah. I was very entertained. The ending is weird and kind of makes everything fall apart. The beginning is intolerably long. Uh, see, I didn't mind. I don't that, mind a good villain backstory. I I, I also don't mind a, a good, good villain, villain backstory. Yeah, I know. That was, it was 10 minutes of Mewtwo saying the same thing over and over again, being betrayed by humans twice. I just, I, I couldn't. I mean, I the alternative in my mind for Saturday Morning Cartoon is just a villain shows up and you're expected to just be on board with like, no, we there want. There you go. We don't like this. I I don't care for that premise. So sure. I'd rather it air a little on the side of like hammering in the point too much. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit on the side. Not ten minutes of I was created by humans. I didn't but I mind don't it. Like being created by humans because it humans gave humans created me. They are my creators. It gave some pathos. It was an interesting premise of it like. Was, Pokemon shouldn't be enslaved, and you're like, oh, and they we're going here? They could have done it in one minute, and instead they spent so much time on it. Yeah, but I do feel like time spent is also gives you an investment that a one minute doesn't. So I don't know. I, I kind of liked Mewtwo, and it's interesting for me to like be able to empathize with a villain. Sure. Um, and his like philosophy. So... I didn't. I didn't mind it, but all right, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. I I, I will say Pikachu's uh, cute. Overall, I did enjoy the movie. Uh, it did not hold up as well for me as I remembered. I think when I saw it initially, I forgave a lot of things. Mm-hmm. That watching it now, I'm like, why is there this terrible TV narrator? This is <laughs> this is unnecessary. Like there was. There are a couple of things where I was just like, I don't need And this. apparently the movies get better. There, or there are better movies that follow it. Maybe not all of them, but... That's what we are told, yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Shifting gears and decades. Shifting gears. Because they're cars. Yeah. Is that the sound? What is it? Yeah, sort of like a... Uh, let's transform our conversation oh, to The Transformers, the movie. Correct. The Transformers, the movie. Also a toy TV movie progression evolution, yeah. if you will. Ooh. Oh, yeah, and we'll we'll talk more yes. about the history of the Transformers. Much more interesting than I thought because it's it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Reagan. I guess for like just letting letting us do whatever on TV I for guess. a while. Um. So. Uh, Kate, what was your experience with the? What's your experience with Transformers so, in general? I will say my experience with Transformers is that like up until two years ago, maybe, um, I I was sure that Optimus Prime was a gorilla, like always has been, 
always will be a gorilla. Which tells you I have very little experience with the Transformers. He's a gorilla in Beast Wars. In is that Beast correct? Wars, which is like what a decade after the first Transformer series, and yeah. it only lasted like a season or something. I mean, it's I I think I think it lasted a decent amount, and then there's like Beast Wars comics. I yeah, I remember it being pretty popular. I was a little out of the loop. Yeah, I think what it, what happened was Beast Wars was the thing that was on in the period that my brother and I both watched like Saturday morning cartoons, like the superhero yeah. kind of Saturday. There like, are like 21 different Transformers series. Oh my series. gosh, there's so many. It's it's a lot. So yeah, to me, like, I, I think, did we have a conversation a couple years ago where you're like an Optimus Prime? I'm like, oh, the gorilla. And you just <laughs> look at me like, like excuse me? <laughs> and like several Michael Bay movies had come out at this point. And I hadn't seen any of them. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it's a gorilla robot, the gorilla, right? A gorilla like, robot. What? <laughs> yeah, after this crime, gorilla robot. So what I'm trying to say is I knew Transformers was a thing, but I yeah. was wildly misinformed on it well, you or had, incompletely you informed. You had seen one piece of it, but not the piece that is most commonly referenced. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've not... I've now seen like five minutes of an episode yeah. of the 80s TV series. It's like if you had seen a Treehouse of Horror on The Simpsons. And I was like, yeah, I was like, hey, have you seen The Simpsons? Oh, that that yeah, like sh- Bart that, has tentacles. Yeah, and that show ready. where it's like a horror trilogy every episode. <laughs> what? Yeah. It, no. Yeah, it's very much like no. that. No. So now I know there. Yeah. And I did know that that theme song that more than meets the eye robots yeah. in disguise. Yeah. That's it. That's. Now I've seen the movie and yep. five minutes of an episode. That's true. And a couple isolated clips of the Michael Bay's. That's true. That's it. Correct. And so with that information, yeah. I am going to summarize this movie, but not until we hear your experience with Transformers, Dick Ward. So I'm a boy, <laughs> uh, and I was born in 1982. But uh So I have a lot of childhood experience with Transformers. <laughs> I loved Transformers as a kid. Uh, I had some cool Transformers, including Grimlock, uh, who ended up being a favorite character of yours. Uh, That's correct. He's the the Tyrannosaurus-looking Dinobot. I had Grimlock. I had... uh, I never had Optimus Prime, because he was more expensive, and he's like a big tractor-trailer truck. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I had... You know, I just... I, I had... A bunch of them. I had a cool tank that also turned into a robot that also turned into a plane. <gasps> what are those? Those are the triple guys? Yeah, like triple things. Triple formers. Um, yeah, and like uh, transforming stuff was all the rage. So I also had GoBots as a kid. Mm. And I also had Rock Lords, guys who transformed into rocks. Oh. Yep. That's neat. <laughs> For some reason, I really loved them. <laughs> For a couple of years. One of my friends had the Rock Lord plane, which looked like a poo. Uh-huh. Not not the Simpsons character. No, like it, it looked, looked like, like a poop. It looked like a flying poop. Uh-huh. Um, and I had uh, whoever the leader of the Rock Lords was. And I also had Nugget. Rock was like a Who was like a little gold okay. nugget that, uh, that my sister gave me on the day she was born. <laughs> Uh, so like you know, I was taken to the hospital and they gave me a toy to, uh-huh. to keep me. Speaking of nuggets, I did have those Dino McDonald's transformers that Ooh. transformed into like a chicken nugget yeah. or a fries box. Oh, yeah. I'm just remembering that now. That's, That's not really transformers, but it was sweet. They switched from one form to another. Uh, for, for transformers, for this movie specifically, 
I know I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. And, well, okay. My memory of childhood is hazy. I believe that I saw this in the theater. And I remember distinctly, though no one can verify this, <laughs> that I was being like noisy or cheering too much or something. And an adult, who I thought was my mom, but she claims this never happened, uh, an adult uh, took me up the aisle a little way to say, hey, you've got to be quiet and watch the movie. And then we sat down and watched the rest of the movie. I almost got removed from the movie. No one remembers this book. Was it Jeffrey Katzenberg? It might have been. (laughs) What? Oh, we should cut the Transformers. This kid is restless. (laughs) We should take all the Transformers out of this that's movie. A, that's a deep reference to Jeffrey Katzenberg in The Little Mermaid. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, uh, I have that memory. I have no idea whether it's true, but it feels true to that's, me. Yeah, that's traumatic if it did happen. Also, like I'm not and a weird. kid that misbehaved, right. so I don't know. That's a weird adult thing and a no. weird... That's all very weird. Thank you. I'm sorry if that happened to you. But if it didn't happen to you, what a fascinating imagination you I have. Mean, and this is a memory I've had all my life. And I've tried to confirm with adults all my life. And huh. everyone's like, what? What are you talking about? No, that never happened. Huh. Nope. Interesting. Yeah. Well, well now you've seen it. And I didn't ask you to leave or quiet down. <laughs> no, I watched movie. it. So I've seen it once or twice since then. Um, but this is the first time seeing it in years. Mm-hmm. Um of course, I know, you know, I still listen to Stan Bush's The Touch every once in a while. Uh, you know, the song that goes, you got the touch. Oh, that da-na, the soundtrack. Is... Uh, and that song was released for Rock Band or Guitar Hero. I can't remember hmm. which, but one of my friends and I downloaded it and I lost my voice because I cannot sing that high, <laughs> but I still tried. Well, yeah, uh, speaking of trying, I am going to. Uh, oh my I, god, I can't wait to talk I have about the soundtrack tasked, in general. Yeah, that's true. By the way, I have tasked myself with the summary of this movie. Yeah, because I've I've been trying really hard. You you because I knew some nothing about Transformers. With this movie. I did, but now I've I, I think I can do it. Okay. I wanna I wanna do a service to the movie and to people who know that Optimus Prime isn't a gorilla. And, um, and to me. Yeah, and to you. Thank this you. is this is for you, you and Spencer. <laughs> so, all right, here I go for two minutes. If you'd like to add a soundtrack, like humming in the background, yeah. you're welcome to do so. Just don't make it distracting, um, oh. which would be unlike the movie's soundtrack. Okay. So, <laughs> all right, ready? Here I go. Uh, there's a unicron. It's Orson Welles. Um, it's not a unicorn, which is what they might say. It's a unicron. It's a big old planet, kind of like a Death Star, that's kind of like uh, attacking the Transformers planets. And there's two types of Transformers, the Autobots and the Decepticons. They're at war. But, uh-oh, now their planet gets, like, destroyed and out of resources because of the unicron who's trying to eat everyone. Anyway, they crash land on, on Earth or something like Earth. There's a little boy whose dad is a Transformers astronaut but a human. And then um, Hot Rod, they're fishing but then they see the plane crash or whatever and then they go to see what's going on and then oh autobot and decepticon uh battle and then oh optimus prime the main transformer dies what and then uh megatron the main bad guy 
also kind of dies because he has a conversation with Unicron and he's like, I can make you more power powerful. It's like a Faustian bargain, but he takes it and he turns into Galvatron, which is just like a bigger gun transformer. And he um, blasts apart Starscream, his evil henchmen. They're trying to figure out who's going to be in charge. Nope, Galvatron's in charge. Galvatron goes down, uh, fights the new replacement for Optimus Prime, who I'm not super sure where that is. There's Dinobots. Um, they're funny and they help. And then there's like shark robots and Rodimus Prime and another guy go to this planet with the shark robots and the Dinobots help them escape. And then they then there's another big fight. This movie is mostly fighting and they defeat the Decepticons and oh, it turns out Rodimus Prime no, Hot Rod is the new uh savior of the Autobots, he's the new Optimus Prime. He gets the special gem. They defeat um, uh, Unicron, who's now become this giant robot from the inside out by blowing up his like heart, kind of like Monster House. And then the Decepticons go away, and Rodimus Prime is born out of Hot Rod, and that's what the Transformers are now. That was surprisingly these are... good. Why did that just cut off? I don't know. Kate, that See, was surprisingly good. I told you. I, I tried. Because... You... you... You had a rough time watching this movie. Here's the thing. Yeah. My dad, uh, Jerry. <laughs> no, I'm, I swear this is going somewhere. The, it's well known in my family that if Jerry is watching a piece of media in a dark room, oh, yeah. there is an 80% to 100% chance he's going to fall asleep. There's a 100 to 120% chance. He's but fall okay, so live theater is a little different. Yeah. Live theater, I would say like 50 to 80%, depending on the show. Yeah. So. Um, my high school put on the Merchant of Venice one year and uh-huh. it was it, like our theater department was awesome and this director was awesome but he was like in his last year before retirement and like we think that he either had some like vision or like consciousness problems himself mm. because this this particular production was kind of bonkers. Like, so bonkers that, like, Like after the Disney the, Plus TV show bonkers? No. Okay. Like, after auditions were done, he congratulated one of our, like, standby actors on, like, the part. And he's like, oh, Mr. Saxvik, I didn't make the show. And we think he cast someone as the lead of Merchant of Venice, um, thinking it was this other guy who had like oh. been in a lot of theater before and uh-huh. instead he cast a guy who had not been in theater before and wasn't very good at acting and we didn't know what he was thinking but apparently he might have been thinking opposite of what happened. Oh, he just got the names wrong. He got the names wrong. Oh boy. Like he congratulated this guy. <laughs> Wait, what does this have to do with Transformers? Anyway, so it was a bonkers production. There was a lot of like weird scene like concepts and things and because not everyone was maybe cast right like it's still the Shakespearean dialogue it was hard to follow the way my mom describes it she's sitting next to my dad and she's thinking like in the first 10 minutes she's like oh Jerry's gonna fall asleep no my dad like leaned in and squinted through the whole two hours trying to figure out what was going on and it reminds me of how I felt during Transformers. Oh. I did not, we did start it like at night. So we yeah. did have to watch it in two parts because I did just fall asleep during, like after an hour. Yeah. But I think that would have happened no matter what movie and it that, was. Yeah, that's not a judgment on Transformers. That's, you fall asleep. But I was trying so hard yeah. because this movie 
has a lot of great intentions and actually it's fantastic for what it could have been like we're going to talk about all the reasons but for yeah. but for a wide variety of reasons I could not follow this movie for the life of me. <laughs> I we did a we did a recap. So we watched like an hour of it one night, and then in the morning, you were like, "Okay, wait, what happened?" And we did we Tell did like me. a we did a quick recap, and I think that helped with the last. It half. did. It really did. Yeah. And I do think the last like thirty minutes are clearer. Yeah. Than anything in the first hour. There are parts of this movie that are stronger, and there are parts of this movie that are not. Yeah. So, so I was trying so hard because I knew coming in, I'm like, Transformers isn't my thing. I could like not pay attention to this movie, but I wouldn't be a good podcaster. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be respectful to our, to this suggestion. I wouldn't be respectful to this movie that from all other accounts are like, this is an impressive movie. So I squinted and I tried my best. You're a professional. I'm a professional. But then I went went back and I feel like multiple times we kind of bullet pointed the show yeah um so i'm so thank you for your compliments on my summary yeah i tried really hard Good. just like my dad at the merchant of venice <laughs> excellent so uh, kate let's i mean let's talk about transformers yeah let's let's talk a little bit about do, do you want to start with the origin of of the transformers sure or, or do you want to or, talk about the movie first? well i don't know do, do yeah, let's let's start to talk about why I was squinting, okay. right? Like, um, so I think there were there are a couple factors. Yes. One, didn't know the Transformers, and this story just jumps in like you know everyone. Yeah, it does not like like very early on, and this I I haven't watched Transformers stuff in a while. Uh-huh. Like, I've seen like the Michael Bay movies, so mm-hmm. grumble grumble, um, or like two of them, um. But like I haven't seen the the original Transformers series in a long time, mm-hmm. uh, but this movie absolutely assumes that you have because important characters die in the first ten minutes, and but I don't really don't know, know that they're important either. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of do because like Optimus Prime's death scene is pretty like oh that's it's a big deal yeah but that's like twenty minutes yeah in. but like right at the beginning you've got uh, uh, Megatron uh huh infiltrates a transformers ship and just like straight up but it's like people. an autobot ship yeah 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 sorry an autobot ship straight up kills people hijacks the ship you don't know because you haven't seen the show you don't know mm-hmm. these characters this is this is clearly made for people who have watched the show and i don't mind a good in medias res yeah. and then getting it untangled later yeah i don't mind that that's not what this was no. they're just like get on like you've watched the show where you haven't um, and I feel like prior to seeing this, the closest would be like the South Park movie where like, I mm. know there's a lore that I'm supposed to know about, but again, the South Park movie did a pretty good job of introduce, giving you kind of a catch up 10 minutes, um, where if you know the characters, it's funny cause they're saying funny things, but if you yeah. don't know the characters, you get a brief intro of like, yeah. here's who these four are. Now we're going to go. How might you compare this to, uh. Megan. <laughs> so, yeah, this I mean, is sim- more like My Little Pony, yeah, for sim- sure. Similar thing, My Little Pony is a like a Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. and made into a movie mm-hmm. very quickly Yeah, and completely assumes that you've seen all the episodes because 
20 minutes in, they're like, well, we should talk to Megan. And we're like, who is that? Who's Megan? Um, and, and I think another thing it has to do with My Little Ponies is that it's just like, here's 20 of them. Figure it out. And My Little Pony, at least you have the helper of like, oh, this cutie mark is different. Is that Shades? Oh, yeah. She's got sunglasses on her butt. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they are named after the thing that is on them. Yeah. But they don't have different personalities. No. The ponies don't. Generally. And that was another problem I had with Transformers is that like none of them had characters. A little Some bit of them in. Had. Some of them had characters. I will, I will shout out. Yeah. People who had characters. Star Scream. Yes. Star Screech. Star Scream. Star Scream. Star Scream. Um, Hot Rod. Yeah. Hot Rod had, I would say, less of a character than just a distinctive voice. But Hot, Hot Rod, I feel like, is a nice guy. Yeah, he's I a nice like guy. That that can be his character. That's true. Yeah. He's not as serious. He's a little lighter. Yeah. Um, the Dinobots yep. are characters. Done. Cup. Nope. I couldn't even, I didn't even, Dick, I didn't really? know who he was at any point. He's, I couldn't say his name he's later. He's Hot Rod's friend. Right. He's named Cup. He keeps telling war stories. Oh, that was that guy. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was a couple different characters, maybe. No, I liked I liked Cup. Looking also, back, I sure. Liked that his name is Cup. Maybe I know it's with a K. Maybe but it's with still some funny. maybe with some background information. It, it Cup didn't penetrate we'll the first layer we'll of my understanding. Tonight. So um yeah, and that was it. So like once Starscream was dead, I'm like, oh no, I don't like, have. That's the villain I was attached like, to. And like, Hot Rod hasn't been around for a while. I thought yeah. he was maybe a B character, and he kind of is treated like that for a while. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I have no anchor in this because of a couple of reasons. All the voices are like middle-aged white men yeah. with deep voices who are being heavily vocodered. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot of effects on their voice. So, like, I know Orson Welles is in robotic. this. I'm not sure I would have known had I not known that he was in it. Like, yeah, the Unicron voice, I will say, is a little bit more um, gravitas-laden. Yeah. But I don't know if I would have figured out that it was but Orson like, Welles. Leonard Nimoy no distinct- just sounds like a Transformer. Leonard Nimoy sounds like, to me, a yeah. novice, sounds like Optimus Prime. Right. Sounds like the guy who replaces Optimus Prime. Sounds like any given number of Transformers on the screen at one time. Yeah. but And their character designs are all the same, too, when they're robots. I, so I, on that, we disagree okay. pretty strongly. I think their character designs are generally individual. Uh, I can tell the difference between optimus prime and hot rod really easily well, and cup really easily there there are a lot of transformers that do get just kind of lost in the mix yeah but i think uh there are enough differences where like especially compared to something like my little pony uh right they're not as distinct as pokemon where it's like this one is a dolphin right this one is a volcano bug or something but yeah. i i still think if you gave me like, I don't know if they'd totally pass the silhouette test. Absolutely I think, not. I think a few of them would. I Like, Optimus, I could tell you for sure. But I don't know. Starscream, so, I could tell you for sure. Optimus was on the lower end of my list of recognizability. Yeah, I was For someone who didn't that. know. Because there are, well, um, there is, there there is are a lot of gray, red, and blue Transformers in uh, this movie. There's specifically one that looks just like Optimus Prime. But, like, I guess, like... Now that I know them a little better, I see the truck windshield yeah. in Optimus Prime's like chest plate. Mm-hmm. Um, but not knowing him before, 
I'm introduced to several red, blue, and gray ones at one time. Yeah. And, and I think I had to know. ask you who was Optimus Prime or you had to ask me, like, do you know well, who that is? I'm like, I don't. Yeah, where's the gorilla? <laughs> Megatron is all gray. Mm-hmm. And I, when he turned to Galvatron, he had some blue. So that was confusing yeah, for me. Me- Megatron, I think, is another one that's like Megatron's pretty, okay. pretty individual looking. Hot Rod is hot pink and orange. Yep. I like that. It makes it easier. There's no other hot pink and orange. But even like Starscream, if he wasn't talking, is also red blue based, right? Uh, yeah, the fact that you can't yeah, tell me that's, that's, a, fair, that's, that's a case fair. in point <laughs> um but uh what about cassette tape wolf you know uh, well cassette tape wolf yeah is he's like, oh yeah i mean it's, we've mentioned this before on this show uh we do a segment just in life off mic called kate asks uh-huh. so if there's a universe i don't understand like star wars or gremlins or tremors, tremors um and we're just sitting down for an uh, indiscriminate amount of time. I'll just start asking questions about the universe. And I will One do question my best to answer. will lead to another. It opens up pockets of abyss that neither of us know how to get out of. Oh. It's really fun. And the whole movie, I was trying not to start a Kate Asks on Transformers because I had so many questions. You waited until the 20-minute mark and you said, can we pause? I have a few questions. Yeah. You did so good. Because I didn't... like. And they break the rules all the time, right? Of like, okay, so each one of them is a robot and something else. Yeah. Except for this one, who's a dog and something else. But does he ever be a robot? No. Is he ever like a humanoid robot? No. He's a dog who turns into a cassette tape. And the Autobots. To be clear, he's a robot dog. And then the Autobots, it's named Auto because they're cars. But some of them are boomboxes. Yeah. And some of them are like telescopes or microscopes. And then the Decepticons don't just turn into weapons. They also turn into cassette tapes Well, but and they're shit. deceptive about it. <sighs> and no. like, do they transform to hide from the humans? No, that's just something they do on their planet. But why would you need to turn into... Uh, I've, got, I've still got so many questions. So uh, one, one thing I do want to, to mention is uh, I, I came up with a metaphor for these Transformers voices, which is Transformers are just like 80s wrestlers. <laughs> Where like most '80s wrestlers, like you've got you've got three types of '80s wrestlers. You've got really buff guys screaming. You've got uh, really fat guys screaming, and then you've got guys like the Bushwhackers who are like goofy guys screaming or like dumb guys screaming, uh-huh. and they can be really indiscernible from one another. But like you, it's still like okay. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, goofy guys. I like goofy guys. Like that's like that. That reminded me of the the uh, uh, dino. The Dinobots. They you, ended up being my main anchor you, through this movie. The first scene that you. <laughs> well, no, the first scene that you liked was hot rod fishing with uh with the kid. Because I could understand what was going on. And it was a nice break. It was just like, hey, we're fishing. Robot. Sitting on the side of a mountain, fishing in a lake. It was a, it's a cute scene, and he there like are multiple picks up, colors on the screen. He gets the fish, and he holds it up. He's like, "Whoa, it's huge!" And it's, of course, it's like very tiny compared to him. It's yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, but then the next scene, then there was like a bunch of battle, and then the next scene that you really liked was With the introduction of the Dinobots. Yeah, where it's like we're Dinobots now, and at this point, I'm like, 
sure, why not? <laughs> I and then but they have these like fun voices yeah. and they're clearly comedic and then they try to like squeeze them onto the ship like kind of like a weird Noah's Ark kind of me situation. No, me no go on ship, me Grimlock. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense, but it's in great. a in a way that does make sense to yeah. me as opposed to everything else. Yeah, and I so Dick, you mentioned the silhouette uh, test. Yeah. Say more about that. The silhouette test. Uh, if you see a care, it's it's something that Matt Groening mm. has said in the past, and uh, like that's where I heard it. I'm mm. sure it's from elsewhere. But he's like the thing about the Simpsons character design is if I show you a silhouette of one of the Simpsons, you can tell who they are, mm-hmm. and that's how you know you've got a like a good character yeah. design. And this is something that Disney does all the time too. It's just a good yeah. animation principle, but. Specifically, I think about like Aladdin, um, where it's not only the silhouettes, but it's like the shapes, right? Mm-hmm. Like a genie is a big old loopy triangle, carpet is a rectangle, mm-hmm. Aladdin has like smaller triangles, Jafar is a triangle turned on top, the Sultan is just a round circle. Like yeah. it not only passes silhouette test, but they're very contrasting very silhouettes in yeah. that too. And to me, like the silhouette test for Transformers didn't pass physically. Mm. It didn't pass vocally. Yeah. Like I couldn't tell any characters apart, which is a big difference from the Pokemons. I was going to say, that's a perfect, is there... because there is a segment mm-hmm. wherein yeah. you are shown. In the TV a, show. In the TV show where you are shown a Pokemon silhouette uh-huh. and you have to identify it. Well, name, what, what is it? What's that Pokemon? What, uh, who's that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon? Yeah. And they reference it in the movie, too. It's they cute. reference it in the movie a few too many times, but the first <laughs> time it's really cute. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so... And I can usually do it for Pokemon. Yeah. And or, like, I know what it's supposed to be. And they are they are designed... And that's... I, I will say, like... This is not necessarily the fault of the character designers slash animators. No. And we will we will get to yes. that. But the yeah, Transformers yeah. Uh, were not designed as cartoon characters from the ground up. Nope. Which I understand. You you work with what you've got. You've you've gotta you've gotta do the thing Worked that you do. With what they gave me. But Pokemon were designed to be easily identifiable on a black and green or green and gray yeah game boy screen that's true too yeah you don't have colors in the original yeah so they are designed like they are 100 percent designed to be identifiable mm-hmm. and that's everything about what them they are is i mean there are let's even just stick with red and blue right there yeah. are 150 and that sounds like something a kate wouldn't enjoy yeah. like i I've I've come around to Harry Potter in my older age, but the reason I didn't read them growing up is I'm like, this is too much world for me to have to like figure out and then yeah. remember from book to book. No thanks. Yeah. So it seems like Pokemon with 150 characters is like a no thank you. But because I mean we had one of those like reference magazines when we were playing them. A Pokedex. I guess so. Or do is you mean that- like a? Like a a, strategy guide. Yeah, I think so. But really the part that I looked at was just the pictures of the 150. They all look so different. Their silhouettes are different. Their colors are different. Like you've said before, most of them have some kind of real world 
natural counterpart. Like and Pikachu is a mouse, kind of. He's and a lightning mouse. There's more. Like I mean, Charizard is a dinosaur, and, and Onyx is rocks. And they're all evolutions, and a lot of them are are evolutions of the other. So it makes it easy. Like, right. Sure, there's 150 of them, but one of them is Bulbasaur. One of them is Ivysaur. Mm-hmm. One of them is. Oh, I. Um, Bulbasaur, Ivysaur. Oh, they said it. Um, Venusaur. There we go. Venusaur. I'm like, that was the one in the, sh- in the movie. Um, yeah. And so we talk. So I'm thinking of my second grade orchestra unit at school where we talk about instruments being recognized by how they look, how they sound, and how they're played, yeah. right? Pokemon, how they look, different. Silhouettes, how they're played is kind of their powers, right? I can look at a Pokemon and know, oh, this is a rock Pokemon. This is a water Pokemon. This is an electricity. And then when you get to the TV show, their voices sound very different. They say their yeah. name. That's what Pokemon they say. They say their name, which makes it very easy to remember Extra their easy. name. Like, which Pokemon is this? Eevee. Pikachu. Uh, I guess it's Eevee. Yeah. I guess it's Pikachu. So I think the that that there is a classification system and not just Grimrock, a fun... Grimrock does that too. By yeah. Or Grimlock. Yeah. Uh, in the Transformers. Grimlock might as well be a Pokemon. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Oh that's... my God. Oh, I've got my crossover. We both have a crossover. <laughs> Done. We do... we do have a time cap on this episode, so let's oh, just yeah. do it now. Um, no, we're fine. Um, but... Yeah, so I think the classification system helps mm. me a lot. That mm-hmm. it's not just this unlimited, like, if it was just Autobots and Decepticons, cool. But then I have, like, another category that I didn't know about. And then there's this character that defies categories and we're just adding him in. Yeah. Pokemon, it's like, there. there's like, a system. They're all Pokemon. And when there's a new one introduced, like creatures. Mewtwo, you get a little bit of information. It's not just thrown on, like, you should know what this is. Yeah. And and uh, I will say, in fairness to Transformers, I feel like I'm going to say that a lot this episode, but in fairness to Transformers, this movie is mainly staying within the first 150 Pokemon. Like, there's a couple of outsiders, but, like, our main Pokemon are within the first 150. As soon as there's, like, more games that come out, it's like, cool, there's a hundred more Pokemon. Right, now. right, right, right. And then it becomes a whole thing. Yes. With the Transformers movie, we are between the first generation of Transformers and we are being introduced to the second generation of Transformers. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of, like, here are new characters that we have to throw at you. Absolutely. Whereas the Pokemon movie did not have that to go up against. It was kind of like, Ugh. I mean, and that's how Transformers started in the first place. Yeah, so let's 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 so all right po- pokemon started as a video game sure did it has a plot a japanese video game. a japanese video game yep it has a plot it has characters mm-hmm. you generally know the story you train pokemon you fight pokemon you, you learn things you to be- fight bigger and better yeah battles so what do you make for the tv show oh it's a kid uh, training pokemon catching pokemon and going and beating a bunch of trainers yeah Boom. Done. Same thing. Easy. Transformers. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know the history of Transformers, I think everyone knows that it's like, it's a cartoon kind of created to sell toys. Yes. But the extent of that is fascinating because it's not, it wasn't created to sell the Transformers toy it line. Was, yeah. Optimus Prime and Megatron. These were two different toy lines. From Japan. From Japan. One was like... Robots that transformed into like 
cars Mm -hmm. and one was like robots that transformed into like gadgets other things and they were like smaller it was like microbots and Uh changeo bots or something yeah and yeah they were on like they were toy lines from like the same company but they were kind of unrelated toy lines Mm -hmm. they had names but the names were like robo gun or gun robo yeah which in like if you are a person living in Japan mm-hmm. and you speak Japanese and this is called gun robo, not like not like in Japanese, right. it's just called gun robo. Or cassette man. It's kind of exotic and interesting because it's it's in English, right. which you don't necessarily know. Right. Just like if something is in Japanese, uh-huh. you're like, oh, that's a neat name, even though it might be in like strawberry. Or pocket monsters. Or po- well. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a real... Metaf- that's Pokemon is Japanese for pocket monsters, right? No. No. Oh, Pokemon I've been lied is, to. Pokemon is English for uh, for pocket Pokemon. monsters. It's just <laughs> the words pocket oh, and so monster sorry. mushed sorry. together. Sorry to our Japanese speakers. Oh, I thought boy. that's actually what it meant. No. That's that's the lore that I had been fed, oh. well, I think. Anyway. There you go. So never mind. It's not like that at all. Uh, so, so here's what happened. It's, it's, it's Hasbro, I think. Yeah. Buys these two toy lines. Yeah. And then it's like, Marvel, we need you to create uh, like a cartoon for this. Well, because they, they're, they're wondering, they're these. thinking, how do we sell these to American audiences? Yeah. We need to create characters and storylines. That's yeah. how American media works. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and then you have to create these in a weekend. Yeah. So we need like 26 names. So there's, there's a guy in the Marvel first episode <laughs> that like has to make a story behind them. Uh huh. And then he assigns another dude. He's like, hey, I know it's like Friday. I need 26 <laughs> names. Monday. Monday. Get he presents them Monday. And then they're like, cool, we need like a first comic book tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like they're just like cranking this out. Yeah. So uh, they do it and it, it works. It works. And they make a TV series. Yeah. And then they're like, they, they go to make the movie and Hasbro, like if you watch the movie, Hasbro is in the opening credits. Yeah. Hasbro has the creative control here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everyone's trying to make this like this movie that's like kind of like more adult and more serious and a l- little more complicated. And like uh, we'll get into it more, but I think really well animated for what it is. Uh, and Hasbro's like, oh, um, we're introducing the second generation of Transformer toys. So this movie needs to feature them and, and also, also get rid of all the first generation. Kill ones. off everyone else. Kill off Starscream and Optimus Prime and everyone else's favorites and replace them with the second People we've never met before. It's fascinating. So with that, yeah. they have to make a movie. So I will say we watched uh an informative, if maybe not Dick's favorite, oh my uh, <laughs> piece on this. Um, the series on Netflix, The Toys That Made Us, has a Transformers episode. I highly recommend... Uh, the content. The content of The Toys <laughs> That Made Us. They do these, like... They do the... Uh, I'm just... You don't I like just, the voiceover? Can I just have a minute Absolutely. Go for the it. The Toys That Made Us has the most obnoxious narration because, like, one, the voice is like, well, these are the toys that made... It's like, it's, like, way too much. And also, it's, like, presented like we're, like, 
idiot children because they're like optimus prime's gonna live forever i'm like what no you just just tell me about the toy i don't i, I don't need this i think I don't it's need meant this. to be tongue-in-cheek but it I just comes it. out obnoxious yeah and then they have these like um these reenactments uh, reenactments <laughs> that, that's always weird which like the reenactment is hey would you mind making some transformer names yeah okay yeah. Like, why do we need a And then they have the that? original people that they're reenacting there for interviews. So it doesn't, it's not have, even like, well, this person's these, dead. We and need they have to... these really interesting people for the interviews yeah. that are like not, not like given enough time. Yeah. You and, could replace all the narration with just more interviews. And, and then the narrator like kind of is making fun of them. Yeah. Because the, the, like, the one guy is like, yeah, we sold this many units in the first three months. The narrator's like, way to brag. And it's like, no. Dude, you you asked him to talk. <laughs> you asked him to... <sighs> anyway, it was fascinating. <sighs> and it did... So not knowing anything about Transformers myself, yeah. it gave me a lot of insight. And I have like almost infinitely more respect for the movie at this point. Yeah. And I, I could see it in the movie, right? It was super clear to me, even as an outsider, I'm like, oh, they have new toys to sell. Yeah. That's why all of these things are changing rapid fire. Um. But yeah, even just, I mean, we mentioned G.I. Joe earlier. One of the most interesting things was that Transformers actually were roundabout made because they wanted to sell G.I. Joe in Japan, but didn't have like the soldier story schema to work in Japan. So they turned the actual mold. American soldiers aren't aren't super popular in Japan. But um, they turned like the G.I. Joe mold, like the doll, they, instead of flesh color, they just made it clear and made him a robot yeah so and then eventually the robots to like could morph into other things well, so like it was like gi joe kind of brought like about the transformers gi joe had like arms and legs that were detachable yeah so you could like attach dog legs to him uh-huh. or whatever uh-huh and yeah that ended up turning into transformers which like gi joe was licensed from america and then america i think from hasbro, hasbro specifically and then hasbro licensed the the toys that would eventually be the Transformers. Yeah. From Japan. It's a really fun Yeah. Really fun history. So given that none of these characters were supposed to be characters or have plots, the only reason that we have a good and bad team is because they stuck stickers on half of them yeah. to be Autobots and half of them to be Decepticons. And in and in Japan the kind of like the kind of like story was like Megatron was a good guy. Like, he was like, no, I thought... I think they're all good guys. Yeah, they're all kind of like good guy robots that are friends. But for America, they were like, cool, uh, these guys are fighting a war against these guys. I guess these guys have the tape player one, and these guys have the microscope one. But there's a tape player one in both, isn't there? That's fair, yeah. I don't know. So it does explain why I cannot tell the villains and the heroes apart in this Uh movie, because they were never meant to be either. Like... um, yeah, and it it for not having a plot at all, the plot they kind of you know f- auto, uh, retrofit on top is actually like fairly cogent. S- super impressive for here are a bunch of toys. Figure it Sell out, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, it's an impressive movie, and yeah. and the animation is detailed. Like it's there's money, super detailed. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the things uh, our fan Spencer. Uh, suggested was uh, either wizards or heavy metal, hmm. which um, are like more adult-oriented movies, and uh, 
a little more like towards psychedelia, mm-hmm. uh, especially Wizards seems like it's yeah totally psychedelic. We watched the trailer. I am interested in seeing that movie. And that I feel like has a similar attention to detail in animation. And is that the same director? Is that no, no, okay, no. Um, but it's 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 interesting. I yeah. mean, and, and I think that like the better the better comparison would be something like. Uh, I, I don't know what was on at the time in Japan, but something like uh, uh, Gundam or Macross or like any of the any like boy robot anime mm-hmm. um, is going to be similar art style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, again, I'm just like watching stuff like watching Unicron transform yeah. and, and watching like the fights where there's rubble and stuff like very, very very cool animation. Yeah. Yeah. And and they've got it right. I mean, if they're selling toys that transforms, it better look good when the they transform. transforming part better be <laughs> and awesome. And it does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with that, they spend a lot of detail on the backgrounds. Yeah. Um, in, in, and in many scenes, for me, I it means that my eyes can't tell the difference between background and foreground. Mm-hmm. So I'm further squinting and leaning forward. <laughs> yeah. And since everything is detailed, it's yeah. a little, it's a little unclear. Whereas Pokemon, you've got almost the opposite. Like yeah. the backgrounds are like super blurry watercolor. And even in the, most cases, like the Pokemon is like, well, you're, a, you're a yellow circle yeah. with, with eyes and a mouth. Here's the outline. Yeah. yeah. There's no details within the outline. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can we talk about some voice acting? Sure. Um, I want to talk about, uh, I, I want to go back to Transformers for a minute because mm-hmm. there's a voice that we forgot to talk about. Uh, and then we could talk about uh, Pokemon's voice acting. Uh, I want to talk about Eric Idle in the Transformers oh, movie. yeah. Do you remember Oh, that? very little. <laughs> um, how would you describe Eric Idle in the Transformers movie? Uh, befuddling and like um uh possibly problematic but maybe not really just befuddling it wasn't it wasn't clear if he was supposed to be like he almost like there's some samurai elements of his he plays like an army of which which is kind of like john ratzenberger in um finding nemo he plays like all of this army of the same character Uh right yeah um and these characters have like a long mustache and kind of like a pointy to me they they kind of read samurai a little bit yeah so Um, it's not it's but his voice is indecipherable i mean i I turned to you i'm like is this incredibly racist like is this is he like fake speaking chinese because i cannot understand a word he's saying no he's speaking english it seems like he's speaking english but they're just like altering his voice so much that we can't understand he's not doing an accent like it's not actually problematic it just feels that way yeah but i just i just legitimately cannot understand anything he's saying this i mean especially in the like early 80s yeah fairly prominent yeah like he's he's i mean he's not the biggest get he's not leonard nimoy or orson welles but he's no weird al yep so uh, okay, we'll go. We'll get back. We'll get back to. So there's some music in the Transformers movie, and I love. I love. It, it turns out I think this is where I started to love heavy metal. I believe that this music is like all like, it's all gateway, right? Mm-hmm. And the movie starts with a 
like heavy metal version of the Transformers theme, which is awesome. Unquestionably awesome. Oh, it's really good. Even though they might say unicorn instead of unicorn. I almost am sure they do. Like I should have looked it up because it's it's almost (laughs) certain. Um, And like the music throughout, like again, the touch is awesome. Uh, All the background music is Vince DiCola, who did the training montage in Rocky IV. That inspired. Uh, That inspired the training (laughs) montage in Mulan. Uh, It's all awesome. And then there's a fight scene where instead of like a cool heavy metal song, it's the song Dare to be Stupid by Weird Al Yankovic. But not sung by Weird Al, right? It's, sung by someone it's else? absolutely sung by Weird Al. I thought in the credits it said it was sung by someone else. Incorrect. Okay. It's Weird Al. All right. It's the song off of his album. It's Dare to be Stupid. Weird Al is just, he just has a song in there. And I, I, I looked to figure out how that happened. And I saw an interview where Weird Al says, um, yeah, well, uh, they asked me, you know, someone uh, called and they said, hey, we want to use your uh, song in a Transformers movie because uh, I was on the same record label as all those other bands. And I said, uh, OK, how'd you get this number? <laughs> but OK. And there just there it is. And that's the song they cho- like the lyrics don't work for it's, a Transformers movie. Like unless it was. Like, I, I don't know. Is it trying to say that this fight is not a fight worth having? Is it? It's unclear. And, I mean, the reason you, you mentioned the reason they probably chose it. Like, for me, it seems like a, like someone who did not speak English chose the song based on the way it sounds. Right. That's what it feels like to me. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. Because it's like a Devo, right? It's like a Devo knockoff kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's, it's Weird Al does parodies not, and he yeah. does homages. Yeah. And this is his homage to Devo. Yeah. Mark Mothersbaugh said, oh, I listened to it and I was like, crap, Weird Al wrote a better Devo song than me. <laughs> so like musically, like aesthetically it fits kind in of. this movie, but not lyrically but like, and Devo's, not Weird Devo's Al's not a voice. metal band. No, it's but just, like, it's such a weird It's this kind of electronic feeling. Yeah, right? that's fair. Like, that's fair. Um, it fits in with Vince DiCola. And that you better, needed yeah. to point it out to me. Like, I probably would have figured it out on the words, dare to be stupid. Yeah. But before that, I wasn't noticing that it was a Weird Al song. Um, but that's probably a sensory overload issue. Dick is very excited to share something next. So that was a moment where I just looked at you expectantly waiting for you to identify what was happening. There was another time in the Transformers movie where I just looked at you expectantly waiting for you to comment. Oh no, was I asleep? (laughs) You were not. What happened? Uh, Bring bring us back there. A character uh, is in like a spaceship. I think he's a human. And he's flying away from an explosion. He says something. And then I look at you and wait for you to react. It took me several seconds to realize this character had said, oh, shit. (laughs) What? He just drops. In the Transformers, the movies? Yeah. The movie? The Transformers, the movie. A character goes, oh, shit. And there's another like, ah, damn it, somewhere in there. And like, damn it, I get for the 80s. But oh, shit. What is that doing That's in a cartoon so to sell toys? I forgot all about it. It uh, that fried my brain. Oh. That's, I think that might have been a tipping point. I don't oh, know, or maybe movie. maybe it made me pay attention more. I don't know. This movie is a, it's. I I, I gotta <laughs> say, Kate, like for the for the oh shit for the dare to be stupid for the neep deep deep bleep mini bob of the the universal yeah. greeting. 
You remember that? Yeah, for the, uh, barely. The, the, uh, the sharks. Yeah, yeah. Like, the universal greeting for a, a race or a universe where everyone seems to speak English. Everyone speaks the same language, but don't worry. We've got a universal greeting. Except for Eric Idle. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you what. I still enjoy this movie. I it really do. More memor- I mean, there's a reason that we have more Transformers moments to talk about than yeah. Pokemon. Like, yeah. Pokemon just feels like a really good long episode of Pokemon. Yeah. It's confusing at the end, but like, it's really clear. I mean, so Pokemon for me worked more as like a traditional storytelling outing. Like, there is setup yeah. and there is payoff, both little things like Brock noticing that like, oh, I have a crush on this like hologram that's invited us to the tournament. Oh, I have a crush on this nurse. Wait, Wait a minute. It's the same crush. They look they look similar. Yep. And then later on you get the 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 payoff that the nurse has been kidnapped to Brock, work for Mewtwo. Brock and... uses his super thirst powers for good. <laughs> but like there's there's yeah, there's like build up and there's the traditional elements of a story. Exposition, yeah. rising action, climax, falling action. It works better for me as like a linear story. Absolutely. Um, but it also means that there aren't as many what just happened yeah. moments. Although, were there any for you, Dick? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, and let's let's talk about... This is kind of where I wanted to go talking about voice acting is uh, most of the voice actors in this uh, kind of suck. Uh, I'm just going to say it. I, I don't think they're great. Except, uh, I'm going to try and say it correctly, Ikue Otani, Uh who plays Pikachu. So good. Oh my God. And and this is the the same actor, uh, she's played Pikachu for, I think, like forever. It's what she does, yeah. Jim Cummings Uh, and Pooh Bear. In everything but like Detective Pikachu, I guess. Right. Um, She's great. Yeah. She's like so good. Tour de force. And yeah. for serious, like, I, you know, Pikachu is just objectively lovable, even mm-hmm. if you're just looking at him. And I think on the series, Pikachu is fun too, which is also a credit to her voice work. But here, like, Pikachu has some emotions and, like, it, it works really well. I'm going to save the big one for scene shout out. But, oh, um, you are? Okay. I am. But, like, so expressive. You always know what Pikachu is saying. Even though he's just saying, Pika, Pika, P, Pikachu. Like, it's the same three syllables the whole movie long, the whole franchise long. But it's just super clear intent. And the way she's able to milk so many different emotions out of those three syllables is really impressive. Yeah. Uh, Quick shout out. She also plays Konohamaru in Naruto, uh, who's like this tiny little kid that keeps trying to like beat up our main character okay he's the character you would love in naruto that already sounds i'm already on board uh yeah she's she's great i didn't mind so i always i never like the the three main humans i think they're boring on the show i think the voice acting is like the it it i think these three humans have contributed to some like false impressions I have about anime and Japanese animation in general of that like it's very over the top in a way that doesn't work for me and like there's a lot of like breath sounds like Uh, 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 oh uh, yeah and it's just like who does who makes those sounds in real life I don't I'm not I don't maybe it's more of Japanese I 
like uh, ad libs instead of ums and ers, right? Like yeah, or like I mean, when you're shocked, instead of saying like "Oh my god," it's just ah. Uh, Like I, I think it's a thing that that kind of can make sense. Sure. It's I mean it's a voice acting style that emerged from elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I will say that like I dislike those three in this movie. Um. I dislike them less, less than any other place I've seen them. Okay, like I actually didn't mind Ash. I thought yeah. he had some neat scenes. Yeah. I did like, although it was like very flat, I mm. thought it worked. I liked Mewtwo's voice because um, it did distinguish itself from like this kind of over at like caricature acting of he the was, other like humanoid kind of characters who spoke sentences. Yeah. He was the only character that wasn't like super emotive yeah he was just like i am you too and it works both for his like character of like i don't give a shit about this yeah and it also worked for it he's a psychic character so his mouth doesn't move it's just like he speaks telepathically and it sets him apart from the other characters and the other pokemon Mm -hmm. in a really cool Mm -hmm. way uh what did you think about the mysterious gypsy woman what do you remember wait what the, there's a uh, big storm and like I think it's Officer Jenny is like hey no one's allowed to go out in this big oh, storm oh yeah that was weird and then this <laughs> other woman comes out and says there has been a horrible curse on this island or storms like we've never seen before it means there's bad psychic power in the air it was very strange so weird uh I want to give a special shout out to Team Rocket, though. Yeah. Uh, who are over the top, but I always enjoy them. See, I never do. Oh, I love And I enjoy Team them Rocket. here. I enjoy them here. When they just well. show up as Vikings. Yeah. Like, hey, we're Vikings just with a boat. Can we sail take them you to the tournament? Yeah. And it's neat because they give them, it's not quite a B plot, but they yeah. give them like alternate scenes while our hero characters are kind of learning more about Mewtwo and interacting with him. They're down below exploring his basement and they're the ones who discover the cloning machine and like kind of the nefariousness of this operation. And it's great as like this supplementary, they're the perfect characters to do that. Yeah. Um, They've got, they've, they've got the, who's that Pokemon joke. Mm -hmm. Um, And Meowth is the one that uh, like at the end, Ash is like, oh no, Pokemon shouldn't fight like this. But Meowth figured that out like five minutes beforehand. Yeah, he and his clone realized, like, why are we doing this to why ourselves? Are we why are this we is fighting? Stupid. We should be friends. We're both yeah. Meowths. Um, and that does. I don't. Um, I, I have another clone moment in mind, but I want to save it for your scene shout out if you it. want it. Okay. Um, it, it. I mean, one of the best clone moments in this movie, which is also a what just happened, is the two Pikachu's. Just slapping each other. I thought that was going to be your scene shot. Oh, no, no. Oh, this is a great one. No, no. The Pikachu um, just slapped the bejesus all the, out of All each the Pokemons other. and their clones start to fight each other, but then they like get both fatigued and like really emotionally upset as they're doing it, which results in, and I hadn't seen this meme before. I don't know how I missed it, yeah. but it results in the two Pikachus just slap fighting <laughs> and then like crying at the same time. It's yeah. like toddlers. Like, oh, so good who need a nap and it's just but it like extends on for like 20 seconds and i and they it becomes funny they do get exhausted and then nap on each other they wear each other out it's great (laughs) what a weird it's so great thing 
Well, speaking of scene shout out. Ooh, or is it time to is it time is to it, wrap yeah. this boy up? I think it might be. I, I think we've covered everything we need to cover. There's more to talk about there with is. both of these, of course. Uh, but let's let's start wrapping this up. Uh, and the the start of that is uh, in our final cuts. Final uh-huh. cut. I remembered the segment name. Scene shout outs. Kate, do you have a scene shout out for Pokemon the movie? The I first movie. Do. Yeah. Um, we didn't mention it because it's not really an important part of the movie. Weirdly, but um, just like Optimus Prime dies in the Transformer movies, our most famous of characters, Ash dies in the Pokemon movie. Nope. Um, yeah, so <laughs> during this big, like, clone battle, um, Ash gets in between Mew and Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. He gets psychic zapped, double stereo. Yep. He falls down. He turns to stone. He turns gray, kind of like Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah, just like Optimus yeah. Prime. So Pikachu uh, runs up to it. The real Pikachu runs up to them because... The whole uh, one of the threads that isn't really expounded upon is like, well, Pokemon and their masters can never be friends because they're slaves. And Mewtwo's got a point, but somehow Pikachu and Ash are still friends, and we're supposed to be cool with it. Anyway, it's fine. They're friends. It's fine. Pikachu runs up to him, and it, Pikachu starts to try to revive him with electricity. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is the Pokemon version of, Dad, Dad, you gotta get up, Dad. And uh, I will be honest, I cried. Yeah. Because uh, he just Pikachu, and on each chew, he sends a lightning bolt to Ash to try to wake to him up. To try and zap him back Pikachu, to life. Pikachu, Pikachu, chew, chew. Like I'm, oh, I'm tearing up now. Okay. Anyway, sorry about you're the spi- microphone. You're spiking the, the mic. <laughs> um, is really effective. Yeah. And again, the voice work that she does is just incredible in this yeah, scene. The amount of emotion she puts into the same three syllables over yeah. and over again. And like, each one is different. I am and, imp- oh. I am impressed by Vin Diesel. Uh, but <laughs> Groot. I am Groot. Uh, yeah. Pikachu. Yeah. It's, it's strong. Yeah. It's strong. And I don't is it Pokemon Tears that eventually revive him? I don't I really know how don't it works know. out. But I love that scene. Yeah. I like I love that scene. Yeah. What about nice. you, Dick? Uh from the Pokemon. So it's gonna be the scene for me uh where I really felt the Pokemon were in danger, where mm. Mewtwo is like uh he's like, I'm not just gonna beat your Pokemon. I'm gonna capture them all and then clone them. And he sends out like these like sentient Pokeballs that are just like yeah. chasing the Pokemon. And <laughs> like one, something happens where like all the Pokemon are being chased, and I yell at the TV as I sometimes do, just put them in a Pokeball. Put them in your own Pokeball. And I think it's Brock or one of the other yeah. trainers is like, aha, don't worry, I'll put you in my Pokeball. <laughs> he puts his Pokemon in the Pokeball, and then the evil Pokeball just put eats puts the po- that Pokeball in. <laughs> It's great. It was really good. Um, but there's a scene where Pikachu is like running up a spiral staircase because mm. he's running away from this. And he stops like every couple of seconds and just zaps all these balls out of the air. It's uh-huh. really just a really cool and action. And he's like sequence. running out of energy. Yeah. And like that's another good, again, voice acting. And just like Pikachu is the heart of this series yeah, Pikachu in a is the real character. way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think I feel like there's sense memory of if you've played the game and you've seen your Pokemon go down in energy level, like you have yeah. that bar at the side, like 
there's that like stress memory that you have of playing the game. Beep boom, beep boom, beep yeah. boom, beep <laughs> yeah. boom. Yeah. Yeah. Really effective. That's yeah. a good good shout out. Yeah. What about uh, Transformers? You got a shout out for us from Transformers. I the do. The Transformers. The movie. Uh, my shout out is um, the introduction of the Dinobots. Um, I'm just, I'm so lost in the movie at this point. I'm trying to stay awake. This is still the first uh, half, the first attempt. Um, trying to squint and lean in, staying awake. And then these dinos with different voices, different personalities, this like caveman way of speaking come on the screen. I'm like, oh, this is something new. And then they introduce them. And no sooner do they introduce them than, than they're trying to squeeze them onto this like spaceship. And the dinosaurs aren't good at it and so they're like the robots are pushing them up the ramps kind of like trying to herd cats (laughs) and the dinosaurs are making sound and like flipping wrong ways and making it really difficult and it's hilarious i could not stop laughing yeah and it 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 uh it gave me strength for the next couple minutes of the movie uh really delightful yeah there's a couple of moments for the the dinobots there's there's one where they go to like that planet and there's like a cheshire cat kind of robot oh yeah and like it's just like like i think he tries to like outsmart grimlock and he's like oh that's this is too complicated my plan and then he's just like come with me Grimlock's like yeah yeah <laughs> it's something like it is wonderful uh-huh um nice yeah what about you dick and transformers oh man there's a lot in transform. There's a lot of scenes that I like mm-hmm. as as a whole. I I don't know how well the movie flows or holds mm-hmm. together, um, but there are a lot of individual scenes I like. Uh, I so I want to give a shout out to uh, the the scene where um, Star. I love Starscream, mm-hmm. and I feel like generally his his deal is, uh, oh. Like in the show, mm-hmm. like Megatron has a slight cough and mm-hmm. Starscream is like, I'm in charge now. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like his go-to. So uh-huh. when he finally, like he's in charge, he takes over and he's just being a real prick about it. And he's got a crown yeah. <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Galvatron. Oh, Galvatron comes in and he's like, hey, guess what? Uh, you're no longer in charge. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> just disintegrates him. Just one laser beam to the uh, chest. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, the scene is great. And the animation on, on Starscream just like crumbling to dust. Yeah. Oh. And the crown falls off his head. It's and so good. Galvatron steps, just stomps on the it. Yeah. yeah. It's great. It's, it's a well animated scene. It's yeah. really cool. And it's, it's nice to see Starscream finally achieve his dream <laughs> and then quickly, and quickly get his comeuppance. Out of here. Like he became in charge like two minutes before yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I like that scene too. Yeah. Dick, if you were going to name an MVP yeah. of these two movies uh, from the characters themselves to Ooh. the creators behind it to any other name or entity we have mentioned who's your mvp all right i want to give a i want to give a um sub mvp uh-huh. i want to give a tiny shout out to you oh kate phillips oh. for uh doing your best <laughs> with a movie that was definitely not up your alley i tried you tried so hard so 
I did you, my best. You're the you're the mini MVP. Thank you. Um, MVP, I am going to give to Orson Welles uh, <laughs> for sobering up enough <laughs> to do this recording. What was his quote on like, or or the director's quote on he Orson like, Welles? He was like uh, doing a book, or he's doing an interview or something, and he's like, "I just got finished recording." Uh, playing a planet that eats other planets against Cybertronian thing or something like that. It's just so dismissive of the whole process. But wasn't the director was like, yeah, I was surprised that Orson Welles was really excited to get on board, right? <laughs> yeah, the director. There was like, yeah, Orson Welles in interviews is like, I. I don't know why I agreed to this. It's so stupid. And the director's like, I don't know. He was really excited when we talked to him. He was excited to join the ranks of animation. He had a lot of respect for animation. And do you remember what your uh, like, uh, conclusion was? Oh, he was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> he was drunk. Orson Welles agreed to this movie when he was drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of a joke shout out. But it does it does really lend the movie some gravitas. Even though his voice is like altered past the point of recognition yeah it's cool being like it's like oh yeah orson wells you know citizen kane the transformers the movie he he's uh and this is his last on-screen role this is his last role his last like or his last film distribu- role. yeah distributed role before yeah. his death so yeah there you go that's part of the biography it's not quite uh raul julia as m bison mm-hmm. uh or was it M. Bison? Might have been overdrawn at the memory bank. Anyway, Raul Julia, uh, also not great last choices uh-huh. in movies. Uh, Dick, show me your computer screen or just read me the name that I'm going to say for my MVP. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're going to say... My MVP is... Merle Haggard. Absolutely not. Ikue Otani. That's it. She's great. Ikue Otani. We, I, I have sure. a lot more affection for Pikachu than I had realized. Yeah. Um, and like we said, tour de force in this movie. Uh, she's fantastic. Oh, you just made a face. Oh, she's four foot 11. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the, I like her. I just want to meet her. Yeah. Great. She's going to yeah. be my best friend. Yeah. Star. Anyway, yeah. that's that's it. That's my MVP. All right. Her pet name is Iku-chan. Iku-chan. Or Chan. Iku-chan. Iku-chan. Okay. Or Chan. Cool. Yeah. Crossover. Oh, okay. Crossing over these two movies in some way, shape, or form. You do the you are you, do you have a crossover? Well, I the one we said earlier. Do we want to include that or do we want to challenge? Which one ourselves? did we say earlier? Um, that the Dinobots should be Pokemon, like Grimlock should be a Pokemon. Oh, because okay. I like that a lot. But yeah. I have another one in mind. Oh, I was thinking specifically Grimrock, uh, Grimlock, and Meowth. Grimlock uh, and Meowth. Oh, together. Yeah. Okay. Together, just on an adventure. Oh, okay. Meowth, just like. Like, Meowth uh, always outsmarts himself, and I think uh, he could get into a lot of trouble with a dinosaur uh, that is big and shoots fire, and like might not be the brightest, but also, also can't be outsmarted. Yeah. Also, <laughs> if you if he realizes that you're tricking him, he will breathe fire on you, or stomp on you, or whip you with his tail, <laughs> or whatever else. I like that. So I I think that'd be a fun pairing. Yeah. Um, in the 10 minute Mewtwo prologue, yeah. at some point he gets, uh, suited up in this like 
badass armor. So cool. Um, and kind of looks like an interesting transformer. I would want Mewtwo in that armor to visit specifically this movie. Yeah. Realize like I don't know what's going on, and because Mewtwo wouldn't give a shit, he would just blast them all. Yeah. And he'd be like, "I'm the Transformer now." It would be a lot less confusing for me. So it'd be like it'd be like Starscream takes over, Galvatron yeah. melts him. Mewtwo immediately comes Galvatron next. Galvatron takes over, and Mewtwo's like, "You are all slaves to your Hasbro <laughs> master. None of you deserve to live." Done. Love it. Done. Cool. Yeah. Uh, oh man, what's next? Well, Dick, we're Is gonna take each of these movies and put them through the final. Final. Cut. Cut. Yep, we said enough words. We did it. Uh, <laughs> Dick, uh, Pokemon the first movie. Do you re-release as is? Do you special edition in some way? Either yeah. the film or transform, oh, evolve ooh, ooh. it into another media? Or do you lock it in the vault with Song of the South and the Michael Jackson episode of The Simpsons that's not being released on Disney Plus? Not being released on Disney Plus because of the horrible things he did. And uh, Michael Jackson is the only person involved in Disney Plus who's done horrible things. The only actor, entertainer. Definitely no one else horrible uh, related to Disney uh, in any way. Nope. Just Michael Jackson. Dee, 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 dee. Which, by the way, okay, let's... Let, let me, let me just oh, a I, minute. Oh, we're uh, going to do this. No, just by the way, uh, if we do end up letting Michael Jackson back on Disney Plus in the future, can we get Captain EO? Thank you. And put a disclaimer like Thank we've done you. with the Dumbo Birds. Yeah. Um, so, Dick, what do you do with Pokemon, the first movie? This is a hard one mm-hmm. because I feel like it can be improved. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure. I mean, my special edition is to break off the Mewtwo intro. Uh, okay. from it. All right. Just to break, break that back Just off. break it off. And give me like a two minute, two minute thing. Got it. Uh, other than that, it's, it's fine. It's a Pokemon movie. It's. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What about you? Yeah. I think this is a TV movie more than a theatrical yes. release. It's absolutely a TV yeah. movie. But yeah, I guess the, I, don't, I guess I fixed the ending, but I don't really know how. Um. I mean, because to really, to really follow through with that, like violence is bad. These are slaves. You'd have to kind of like end the franchise. You have to stop Pokemon. Yeah, you have to stop Pokemon, or like now Pokemon, at, like solve mysteries. <gasps> like maybe they maybe, like a detective. Yeah. Oh. Ah! <laughs> Done. Okay. Or just like yeah. It okay. There we go. The end of the movie turns into. The world of Detective Pikachu, yeah. where they're like friend, apprentice, co-workers yeah. instead. I mean, there are still battles, but it seems like battles are less of a thing. It seems like they're underground. Yeah. Yes, Pikachu. it does. Yeah. So great. It's a prequel to Detective Pikachu. Nice. Done. Okay. And Mewtwo's involved in that one, too. So we're good. There we go. Great. Kabloom. What do you do with Ka- Transformers, Dick? I want to do... I want to do a special edition of this because I want to clear some stuff up. Mm-hmm. I want to f- I want to fix some plot issues. I want to fix some pacing, and a little bit the background music because the background music is distracting at points. Like this, there are there are songs that are like we're having fun, rock and roll. Well, like 
well, like a cup is being eaten by an underwater robot yeah. squid. But I just re-released this. I it oh, is oh man, it is such a timestamp. It is a time and it is a place and it is it is so much a reflection of where as a culture we were at this time. And and I think we could put a Disney Plus disclaimer on it. And I think I think okay. Here's there may how be I, lack of plot here's that how was I, culturally appropriate at the time. Here's how I re-release this. It wasn't culturally uh, appropriate at the time. I add on a 20-minute intro, which is just an explanation <gasps> of like, hey, before you watch, like, like if you go to Alamo Draft House. Are you just going to put the Mewtwo right? prologue onto this one? No. <laughs> it's just a pro. It's a pro. And yeah. it's like, here is what happened. Yeah. They put a bunch of toys on our desk. And said, make a series. And then we did it. Yeah. And then they were like, cool. Make a movie. Yeah. You've got to get rid of those first batch of toys and put in the second batch of toys. And this is what we came up with. So this is what I... Okay. So that's that's what I would do. Kate... I'm going to take that a step further, Dick. Go for it. Because... What I was going to do is I was going to put it in the vault, but like old Yeller style, Ooh. where like, it's okay, boy. You tried your best, but like, <laughs> it's okay. Like, go in the vault. We love you. Down? We love you, but it, it, this is not a movie. Oh. No, but what I like better is taking your idea <laughs> yeah. and um, turning this into a special um, documentary now episode. <laughs> So what you do is so, you like on. like Bill for, Hader is the guy pe- that works at Mar- for people that haven't seen yeah. documentary now. It's uh, Bill Hader and Fred Armisen like satiring they, existing documentaries in half hour episodes. Yeah, it's so, great. So documentaries that are like a little bit on the weird side and have laughable moments, they just condense it and just mine all the jokes out of it and make yeah. the characters even more twisted. I think it could work here. So it's like it's a two parter, right? The first part is the the Hasbro and the Marvel people. Yeah. And then the second part is like a Rob, uh, Rob Schmeigel, Rob Schmeigel, um, type parody of the Transformers movie. <laughs> because what, what I need in the Transformers movie is I just need them to be aware that it's bonkers. Yeah. And that, I would love that. And in a half hour form, I would love it even more. Yeah. Um, so that's what I want. Nice. Thanks for helping with that. That would be really fun. Yeah. I would watch the hell out of yeah. that. Nice. Cool. Well, this oh. is... Oh, my God. This was really fun. We did it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. This is day, what, ni- 92? This is no, day... No, this, this is just normal. 3,000... This, this is a normal <laughs> normal episode, not part of 30 Days of Plus, another thing that we're doing. If you do want to follow that, they're kind of released as bonus episodes. Is yeah, that how they, they are? They're released as bonus episodes. They're just going to show up on your feed as normal, Yeah. Uh, but your podcast player may... Not say season right. or episode. It might say bonus episode. But if that sounds like too much work, we totally get it. Uh, yeah, it we release sounds like episodes. too much work to us, too. <laughs> Every other Monday. And thank you again to Spencer yeah, for the Spencer, Transformers was, the Movie This suggestion. was super fun. And Spencer sent us uh, uh, some links uh, to help us with some research uh, and some great suggestions yeah, for really some other stuff that we're going to be out. looking at in the future. Uh, for some like cool weird music stuff. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, we yeah we have other ideas based yeah, on we some have suggestions some we ideas. gave. <laughs> so if you would like to suggest a single movie, a pairing, an, yeah. a menu, um, <laughs> you can reach us. Um, it's always Cellmates Podcast One yeah. L on Twitter, Facebook, 
at gmail.com and .com. Yep. We're available on all the listening apps we know of. Yeah. And if we're missing from yours, let us know on yeah. one of those social media outlets. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. Hey, yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh-huh. uh, from, from us at Cellmates Podcast to all of you out there, dare to be stupid. Pika. <laughs> Cute. Actually, I think I can do Transformers plot. I would like to try. Would that be funny or would that be disrespectful? If you're nice. No, I'll be nice. Okay. Because I think I've thought about it more of like, wait, what was the plot of that movie that I've had to unpack it more?